John. What? Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route. I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down. Come on. Ready. Down. Set. Hut. 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 Hit me. Booyah. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. All right, welcome everybody. We are live from Morgantown, West Virginia, I should say, uh, near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, as our flight. It is 3.37 a.m. in the morning. The Sooners uh, have just finished another football game. We're happy to be here. You know why? Because this means we're almost home, actually. Uh, so we're up all night giving you guys the post-game podcast you love and crave, the Eskridge Lexus post-game podcast. I want to remind you guys, uh, before we get started, Lexus is starting their December to Remember uh, a week early this year. Now through the end of December is the best time of the year to buy a new Lexus. You'll be seeing a Red Bow December to Remember uh, commercial all over TV uh, as you're watching bowl games, as you're watching these uh, big championship games coming up this weekend. It, but it, it really is the best time of the year to buy a car. They've got all the new 2019s out with special holiday incentives. On top of the special Sooner Scoop price you will receive when mentioning you are unofficial 40 or post-game podcast listener. So uh, get over to Ed Eskridge at Le- Eskridge Lexus. We're not driving a Lexus this weekend. It's very disappointing, guys. But we will next. This thing, this SUV. I, I won't disparage any uh, car dealers out there, but uh, boy, life is a lot different when you're uh, not in a Lexus. But you're right. We will be next week because we're headed down to Arlington, where because of what happened tonight, the Sooners are getting ready to play the Texas Longhorns in the Avengers game, I guess we can call it. Not a revenge game, but an Avenge game. I'm excited. That was a uh, that was a hell of an uh, event this evening, and uh, can I just say be... one thing about the social media tonight? Is I'm running the social the Sooner Scoop account, and Bob is on 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 Twitter. Bob, is it just me, or did it does it really seem like Texas fans were opening openly rooting for West Virginia? Like, they were. They don't want any part of. They of really Oklahoma. were. Why? Yeah. Because I don't think they want to play Kyler Murray. Again. I think yeah. they, they felt they got lucky with that first one, and they don't. They didn't want a second crack. They didn't. Uh-uh, they don't. They didn't want to see this team once. Mm-hmm. W- once again. Now they could. They beat OU twice in the same year. You're not going to hear the end of that oh, for a man. long time. In recruiting too. Oh boy. But just on pure perception, it just looked like they did not want to go through this offense one more time. Well, that's sad. Uh, Eddie's going to have some interesting things this week going on, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, even though we found out you've been blocked by the publisher of our Texas side at Rivals. Yeah, he's a huge pussy. Okay, we're not talking bad about him. Uh, you can you can do that on Twitter on your own time, okay? Um, I'm just saying. He's a it's dead gonna be, man. He's, 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 he's a ghost. He might be a ghost. He is a ghost. Uh, I did see him tweeting tonight, though. I, I can't say that I might not have subtweeted Jack needs to, on the Sooners. Jack needs to figure that out if they have dead people operating accounts out there. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get let's back talk to about tonight's game. Let's yeah. talk about the good. Oklahoma beats West Virginia 59-56. Uh, Kyler Murray, very nice night tonight, 20-27. He did have a pick. He did have a turnover, a fumble, but 364 yards, three touchdowns. 
Oklahoma as a team tonight. Uh, look, we can talk about offense all we want. The big story tonight is two turnovers for touchdowns by the defense. My God. Yeah, at the most timely. It, it seemed like at the most timely points of the game, too, when they really needed them the most. to separate there before halftime. And then, uh, obviously, the Curtis Bolton uh, fumble return to put them back up 10 in the fourth quarter there. That was surprising, to say the least, for a team that hasn't oh, been able to, to force turnovers this year. Uh, to get two and then to turn them both into touchdowns was uh, obviously huge. And, you know, it was such a strange evening, guys, in that I felt like West Virginia lived in third and long all night, and they yeah. just happened to pick them all up when they when they got in there. I mean, the third and 18, obviously, uh, the touchdown to Gary Jennings, yards, yeah. the 52-yarder uh, was kind of a backbreaker. And at the moment, or at the time, I thought... God, I just I, I kind of thought everything that I had said throughout the week was coming to fruition. So just in many that momentum swings in this there game. Were, right. There were a ton. It seemed like there was every time that you thought OU was uh, out of it or you were or they were getting uh, West Virginia to let them back in the game, um, OU would come back, whether it be Marquise Brown, the two back-to-back catches there in the third quarter, which, uh, you know, I tweeted them out. Those are two of the most unreal plays by a wide receiver I think that you'll just see all, completely all different. year in, in yes. back-to-back sequences. Uh, that was unreal to go from. I think that because wasn't that a third down? It was third and ten, and they just third called down and timeout. Then, yeah, Kyler had a right. lot of third downs tonight. That yeah, were, were big. Well, shit, pickups. look at the I mean, fourth down. Uh, they're on the two yard line yep. and the and finding Grant Calcaterra in the back of uh, the end zone. So uh, it was a weird game. Obviously, you got you saw what Oklahoma was going to do offensively, but. Uh, you know, can they build off anything that they did defensively? <laughs> and really, I say that. Are you going to go there? No, I yeah. say not in that. Not in that. I think that they're going to come out and shut down Texas next week or anything like that. But just have some type of confidence going into it into can a Big just, 12 championship. But can game. we just say this is how they win? Oh no, it is. It yeah, is because I mean it's miserable watching OU football if you're expecting this defense to get any better. Oh yeah. I mean people but, were losing their minds and I got in, I didn't feel good about it. I got in a fight <laughs> with a guy on you know because I said uh it was after it went 14-14. Yeah. West Virginia got mm-hmm. the ball back and I said West Virginia is only 75 yards from their next touchdown. Uh and yeah, he, he was did like, not like that. No, it was it was not a a humorous moment, and I get it. I, like West Virginia, uh, he, he likes you, Eddie. By the way, he hates me. Uh, no, but people in West Virginia, oh boy. going back to the the Tony Jefferson, uh, uh, um, why am I losing my Tavon Austin game? Like that was the night when Twitter really for me. I think that was kind of how Josh decided I can't run the Sooner Scoop account full time anymore. Um, it was probably a smart choice on his part, but we had to talk. But, like, this game at West Virginia, fans lose their minds every year because it is insane. Tonight was insane. Tavon Austin was insane. Yeah. But if none, even when they get up big, West Virginia comes back like the year Crawford started going nuts right. on them in the second I mean, it, it's not like this defense is going to be lights out next Saturday, but if they play with the effort, that they played with tonight. Come up with some plays like you did tonight. They should beat Texas. I think a the, lot of the people. The effort was definitely I think a there. lot of people, and probably not lose to Texas, obviously, but I think a lot of people, if they're going to go out there and run out a, an S show or whatever, they can live if if you feel like those guys are giving it at their all. And right. tonight you felt like that they definitely they played, were. They played hard. Yeah. They, they played hard. And I, I think that, that that makes up for a lot of you know the bullshit that they put themselves through. Is, Maybe Buki didn't play so hard. Buki... He had, a, he had a rough one. I'll tell well, you yeah, what. We got stock up, stock yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have a long <laughs> he show. Might, he might set a record. Yeah, we need to probably wrap this up early. <laughs> Just saw Jason Kersey reported uh, the Pittsburgh airport's a shit show at 3.30 oh, no. a.m. And my flight's at 5.15. So, uh, 
uh, we might need to get to the airport here pretty soon. All right, let's go then uh, to this because we don't have a lot of time tonight. Uh, it's not going to be a short podcast, but it's not going to be a long one. So here we go. Eskridge Lexus is all about embracing the best. That's why they are the official travel partner of the Soonerscoop.com podcasts. So it's time for us to recognize the Sooners best with our Eskridge Lexus player of the game. All right. Uh, Eskridge Lexus play of the game. We told you about uh, Eskridge Lexus. What a huge part of they've been. We appreciate their support uh, to put this postgame podcast together all year. I know it happened twice tonight, guys, but don't we have to say that Caleb Kelly is the player of the game because he was the one that started this? I mean, not only did Curtis Bolton also pick one off uh, or pick one up and run for a touchdown, but Caleb Kelly forced the sack, stripped the the ball, that's a, picked I, up the ball, and, and Eddie has fantastic video. Got online. a great video of it, but I don't think people realize. And I saw one of somebody put it out on Twitter earlier. What Caleb Kelly does before, before he gets right, the sack yes. and just tosses the the offensive tackle to the ground that was impressive. Uh, talk talk I'll with give Caleb it up to myself as well for yes. saying that he was the player to watch this week, but that's neither here nor there. Talk with Caleb and he said he's not even supposed to get that sack. He's just supposed to take the tackle out of the play, and it just happened to work out that he destroyed the tackle that he could go after Greer and keep making the 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 play there. Look. I want to go back to the defense, but I, I think one thing that we do have to mention on offense, welcome back Marquise Brown. Mar- Marquise Brown with his cousin Antonio Brown in attendance against the team that he would have went to if he didn't pick OU. He was down o- OU and West Virginia. He even said in a postgame tweet he dreamed of playing in Morgantown. He finally got that first chance. 11 catches, 243. Two touchdowns. He was back to being the Hollywood moniker that he's made so famous. You yeah, know the he's really fucking. He was Eddie, really good. Sorry. I don't have time for that tonight. We'll just leave it. No in. I didn't even say the full word. I didn't even say the full word. I, sorry, folks. I just I I use the f word a lot when I talk. <laughs> I was gonna say something before the podcast, but I thought, no, he knows we we're, I, we gotta I, get to the I, airport. I just forgot. They're I fragile forgot. little minds. Uh, anyway, pray for me. It'll be Sunday. You, we're gonna pray. Uh. The other thing is, I thought this was big in the game, guys. C.D. Lamb had another drop early, uh, but Kyler Murray kept going back to him, and when they needed to convert a fourth and five late in the game, ballsy call by Lincoln Riley to go for it there and not play safe. Who does who does Kyler Murray find for the, the big After pickup? 10 seconds of God, he's, yeah. he's back there, it seemed like, for so long. And I'm and sure Tony Gibson's I'll getting ripped for not putting any pressure on him. I I mean, I think that they tried, but there's only so much you can do against this offensive line. They are playing so well right now. Uh, another game over 300 yards on the ground for Oklahoma, wasn't it? Uh, over 300, was it? Yes. 300 on the ground and Three, the over 300 through yeah, the air. 314, 304 total. 304. It's just incredible. I, 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 I sound, Brooks, I I mean, sound like a, a broken record, but offensively, it's stupid what they're doing right now. It's not normal. It's not even. It's because the offensive you, line. We, we we oh they're amazing. We don't, they, if, if they, they don't win the Joe Moore, yeah, I put it out there on. Eve this evening. If if they didn't wrap that thing up tonight, that Good award should God. just be pushed pushed away. I agree. But yeah, I mean, it was that fourth fourth down was huge because if they don't pick that up, it could be a different ball game. I I don't know if OU was. I was thinking the entire night that OU was going to get bit at some point for this defense and not being able to get stops when they needed to. 
and I'll be damned if they got out of the game. They got out uh, of it again. With 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 kind of just the way that it's been for the last couple of years. They they had there wasn't enough time. Let's uh, let's add this into it as well because I'm not even sure if we're talking about uh, the player of the game or the play of the game right now. The game is over. The stats are in. Now it's time to grab a Coupe Works beer and raise a glass to our play of the game. All right, uh, the Coupe Works play of the game. Again, uh, thanks so much for their sponsorship and in, in, in making this happen, the post-game podcast this year. Uh, Coupe Works, uh, we're going to take you along uh, to Arlington with us as well. Uh, which the Sooners secure tonight, a spot against Texas in the championship game. Uh, but the play of the game, I don't know, maybe would you rather give player of the game to someone else and give play of the game to Caleb Kelly? Yeah, we could do that. The play of the game to Caleb Kelly and then a player, an actual player of yeah, the game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we could do that. Who do we want to give the player of the game oh, to? Oh, Brown. Though? Marquise Brown? Hold yeah, hold on. Uh, well, it, look, I don't know because, I mean, they still gave up 53 points, but... The fact that they got the pressure in the first place, don't you think that had something to do with Neville Gallimore coming back today? He did. I thought he played. Up I thought he played you know who I thought also played pretty well was Amani Bledsoe. He I did. I thought Amani Bledsoe had a really good game. Actually, you know who we need to recognize? Because I have kind of ripped him all year. Trey Norwood had a good game. Oh today. yes, yeah. hey, it wasn't first, perfect. The corners, the corners had their best game of the season. I, I thought our uh, one of our. Uh, <laughs> I thought Joe Duvall put it pretty well on Twitter. I saw Josh retweeted. I retweeted it as well. Uh, just as far as OU gives up almost 500 yards through the air tonight, or or more than 500 yards through the air tonight, the cornerbacks probably played their best game of the year. It's what and it's it's, it's insane what to say, Riley but said. it's Cause insane because what they were doing is they were putting David Sills on the inside. He wasn't really a slot; he was more like a flex uh, tight end, is what yeah. they were playing him as. Uh, so he wasn't the outside receiver, and what they were doing is they were getting him on a bookie bookie early in the game. Uh, he gave two big God, plays there. Buki had a bad night. Uh, there was he, they got to the point and and you know I he's a freshman whatever. They got to a point where he couldn't be on the field anymore, and they didn't let him play. What did you say the last three three uh, series, Bob? Yep. I mean, he just he was a liability when he was yeah. out there today. I mean, it just didn't look good. I mean, uh, it is what it is. He's gonna he's Delarian gonna have to Turner learn the hard Had way. some rough moments as well. He's going through a moment. He's going through a phase in his in his career right now and. It's only twelve games deep, but uh, you know there's a, there's probably a lot of reality check that needs to go on with him. But that that's who OU chose. They chose to ride with Turner Yell going down the stretch. Uh, look, I this is not the podcast. It will happen eventually, but I just think you have to look at at Buki, uh, everyone else in the secondary. Those problems are going to have to be fixed with a new coaching staff when they come in. Yeah. They're, and, well, and thank God they we have, don't have to do the coaching search we're going to have to move on to this week. That'll be for another time. But, I mean, that is that is going to be the biggest challenge for whoever Lincoln Riley decides to bring in here is rebuilding not just the schemes and things like that, but rebuilding the confidence in those guys in the secondary. Yeah, some of those guys are just absolutely shot. And, you know, good for them. Good for Parnell Motley. Good for Trey Norwood. Uh, good for Trey Brown, who came up with some pretty big plays there. Uh, throughout, I mean, honestly, they the defense, and I'll probably get ripped for saying this, but they played pretty well 
on first and second down tonight. No, it was did. it was third down that just killed him. And uh, twelve of eighteen, 12 I believe of, it was. Yeah, yeah so twelve were, of twenty one, I think, is they what were, it finally they were was. Fourteen of twenty one on third and fourth combined. Uh, third and fourth combined. Yes. Well, it was. I mean, that was yeah, just twelve of eighteen on third down conversions. West Virginia was two of three on right. fourth downs. It was rough. And they, five they of rough, six in the red zone. Night. It was a rough night, but you know, damn the OU offense again. Uh, every time they needed them, they they came up and made big plays. And really, it was you know whether it be Kennedy Brooks or Kyler Murray through the air, or Kyler Murray early with his legs. Uh, they were just they at points they they become unstoppable. It's like the only people that can stop them are themselves, unless they get behind the chains. And uh, did OU have a penalty on on the offensive side of the ball tonight? They were pretty clean. I don't think they ever had the entire a hold. game. They they did not have a hold. I mean, there was, was kind of a I thought a BS call on Parnell Motley on the defense. Yeah, that pass interference. Well, I thought the I thought it was a I thought it was a bullshit call. The Trey Norwood, Trey Norwood uh, yeah. and on the on I the agree. corner end yeah. zone early. In I the mean, game. The, the most egregious offensive foul I saw tonight was the pick by David Seals in the end zone. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, my God, yeah. that was bad. That that actually got called, right? Yes. yes. That's yes, the one that did. got called. It wiped away a touchdown. And that led to the fourth down stop in the red zone. I was so quickly notified on Twitter that that wasn't a stop. That was a that was a poor throw. And I said, sir, whatever makes you feel better. <laughs> exactly. I mean, David Sills did not have – I mean, there were some throws where I was kind of like, whoa. Like, I thought he was better than that. Like, it wasn't like Taylor Cornelius bad, but he wasn't, like, as perfect as I thought he was. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean – Greer was still really good at times. Uh, that that the that's, fourth and eighteen throw to yeah. Gary Johnson, third and eighteen, yeah, or Gary Jennings was just that's that was money. That's a rip. Yeah, that is a rip. All right, we've kind of uh, glossed over players a little bit, so let's get right to it. Whose stock is up and whose stock is down? It's time for the AMC Mortgage Stock Report. If you're on the move, check in with AMC Mortgage for all your home loan needs. Uh, I have to start, I would say, with Caleb Kelly tonight. Stock uh, way up for him, a guy that has battled God, to get on the field. I right so much. Uh, I probably should have just gave that to you, Evan Eddie. It's just so weird because he still can't. So he can't be asked to cover in space. No. But he still finds way. He can well, make Ruffin make, said that after the plays. game. Like, he made a mistake by putting him in space too there, much tonight. This will be a big test for him again this week to redo it because I think that he's going to have a lot of opportunities. I mean, we'll get into it on the unofficial 40 during the week, but and I think Josh will agree. But, uh, I mean, you they, they need to go in there and be physical this weekend uh, down in Arlington because they got their ass whooped at the Cotton Bowl. And it's happened time and time again when OU plays Texas. So, uh, we'll did, get into yeah. more than that in Defensively, the Defensively, I mean, Mark Jackson was suited up tonight, but he didn't play. I, yeah, he, I never saw him on the field. I don't think he got this Basically because Caleb snap. Kelly, right? Yeah. And they're they're kind of playing him as that Sam yeah. more than they were the Jack, you know. Uh, they're not really using that as much anymore. I mean, they're, they're kind of going, I don't know, I'd have to go back and look at the film, but um, really they're using Ronnie Perkins and, and uh, who am I leaving out? Um, Monty? Uh, the Other Edge. Um, I guess Caleb. Yeah, I, that's what I was, I was okay. like. Yeah, so. Yeah, because you got Kenneth and Curtis inside. But that was the problem against Texas is Mark Jackson couldn't set the edge. Yeah. They were just collapsing him, play big, after big play. Big week for him. Uh, any other stock ups that you guys want to throw out there? Oh, I mean. Even, I mean, stock down Buki. I mean, yeah, Buki yeah. was, was awful. There's no other way to say it. He was awful. I mean, he, he couldn't cover anything tonight. 
And a couple times, a couple times it seemed like, I don't know, and I saw some people talking about it on Twitter during the game, it seemed like he was distracted by something before the snap. Like he wasn't sure where he was supposed to line up or whatever it was. But, I mean, it got it became a liability in the second half. Yeah, there wasn't too much talk in the post game, and nothing really directed towards Ruffin because I was there for his um, his press conference. But there was never really any direct questions other than you know being young and things like that in the secondary. But there was nothing directed toward Buki and his play and what happened and and all of that stuff. I, I almost feel like you don't think Ruffin will give an honest answer. So Doesn't like singling out. There's a no freshman no here. point to ask him. That's a question for Lincoln. Most likely Monday. Well, we'll see what happens moving forward because, I mean, that's another area. I mean, I think the thing you feel good about coming out of this game, Trey Norwood played a big receiver pretty well for the first time. Now, I think little Jordan Humphrey is a different animal physically, but you you got really good player. You, Trey Brown did some oh, good things gonna, today. They're going to be tested again this week. Yeah. I mean, anything that they did good this week, you can throw it out the window because – there's another test coming, and they got their ass whooped a but couple weeks you ago. You finally got some confidence to build on. Six pass breakups between sure. Nor between Norwood, Brown, and Motley. Sure. Finally. Uh, by the way, I want to remind you guys, AMC Mortgage uh, Oil, Kyle McCord from AMC Mortgage, another fine sponsor of the podcast, a personal friend of mine. Uh, I, look, if you're looking for a home loan, uh, give Kyle a call at 405-623-3802. It's Kyle McCord. With AMC Mortgage NMLS number one two five six one six six, an equal housing opportunity lender. Uh, but check him out; he's done mortgages in the state for a really long time. He's done a lot of loans for uh, some of my on-air colleagues, and uh, they've been originating loans in Oklahoma for over sixteen years. So they do it all: conventional FHA, VA, jumbo financing. They specialize also in first-time home buyers and loans requiring down payment assistance. So check out Kyle McCord with AMC Mortgage. Uh, bringing you the stock report all year long, 405-623-3802. Woo, well, uh, we've got a uh, plane ride coming up here. Uh, we got a little bit more time here on the podcast, but uh, guys, I, I just think most, I, we were driving back, and I think what I took out of this game tonight is, you know, I heard people complaining about, like, the alt, well, I played with the alt uniforms. Like, that was where they were born. Is it when was, Like, Samaj P. Ryan's breakout yep, game yeah. sure was. was with the alternate uniforms. Uh, by the way, I love their road alternate uniforms. They're not bad. I love the red pants and the white slowly shirts. Slowly grown on me. They're I'll say that three zero in Morgantown wearing those uniforms. I, I, I you know, I, I think as but, a whole, but just Morgantown, you know, like this is a game that OU always comes into. Uh, West Virginia's always had a good year. Everybody says, okay, this is when somebody finally gets them, and this this was their year to do it, and it just does. I, I'm just baffled. I'm I'm completely shocked. When the game is over, and I'm like, they did it again. I can't believe they did it again. Well, I, I, I think as a whole, it's just one of those deals that, you know, OU, obviously they lost to Texas, but it's become a situation, and particularly on the road with this team. I don't know what it is, but tonight was the 20th straight consecutive road victory. Uh, true road victory. True road. I know that a lot of people Some get their panties in a bunch when you, when you say, well, they, Texas. they lost it in, in Dallas or they lost in Houston yeah. to to, uh, the, to Tom Herman and uh, the Houston Cougars. But, I mean, 20 in a row on the road, I don't care if it's in the ACC, in the Big 12. I don't care if it's in 6A Division Two. Like, that's, that's a hell of a streak. It's a hell of a mark. 
uh, you know, and outside of the Texas game, OU just wins Big 12 games. That's all they do is win the Big 12 games. And it's me and Nate Faker were kind of joking. It just it, it it seems so common, but I think that a lot of people t- have kind of taken for granted. It seems poor. A little bit, maybe. And I don't know. It just seems like they just keep winning. Everybody kind of expects them to lose at some point, and obviously they might get beat next weekend down in Dallas, but they go into these big games, and particularly in conference games, and maybe the conference is just shit, and OU's just really good. You know what, though? This is, I mean, Baker Mayfield was very hateable, but as a team, this was OU's most hateable team in this run because they have so many young guys that don't know what they're doing (laughs) and talk so much shit, Yeah, and they don't back it up, and they still win. And they still win. It's it's like they it's need like to be Baker punched. Somebody. Five picks a game, and he never could get beat. I I mean, I thought tonight was going to be the night. I thought tonight was going to be the night that the defense finally catches up with them. They're going up they against a really good offense, and then this defense gets two <laughs> touchdowns. It's Are you gr- kidding it's me? Greer that cracks just a little bit. Are you kidding me? I just like after the Bolton return, it was just like, well, that's just what they do. And OU wins road games, and that was just you know the. Ronnie Perkins sets it up, man with the hit, Bolton recovered. Like, that's the whole defense coming together for one play, finally. I got to say this. You know, they've got to they've got to figure something out for man. I mean, he's... That's his first sack of the season. Yeah, he's become so ineffective. And in, in Ruffin talked about it after the game, that he has to play every single play. Like, and it just... it it. In the thir- middle of the third quarter, Wearing he's just him down. He's, he he's got, he's got left no, to give. He's not an oboe that can go 80, 90 snaps. He's got to get time and off. And, I mean, at least Gallimore's getting switched out. I mean, he's got Fa'amatu and he's got Overton that come in. Uh, Bledsoe's getting switched out. Tyrese Lott. He's got Tyrese Lott that can come in. They've got to figure something out. They've got to develop somebody behind him. Yeah, because I thought Isaiah Thomas would kind of get into that role, and that is not materialized. Uh, by the way, Caleb Kelly, your leading tackler tonight, 14 total tackles. Kenneth Murray and Curtis Bolton tied for the uh, second lead, second uh, most on the defense with 10. But uh, Caleb Kelly, a sack. Kenneth Mann, as you mentioned, a sack. Ronnie Perkins had a sack tonight. Uh, but the uh, forced fumbles, Kel- Caleb Kelly had one, and then Kenneth Mann had the other one. Both of those returned for touchdowns. Uh, and then breakups in the secondary. Here's some interesting stats. Trey Brown had three tonight. <laughs> Trey Norwood had two. I bet if we went and looked it up, that's the only time all season that they've had two guys with multiple pass breakups. And once again, it's Brown. You know, we talk about him having four in one of those games. Now three Nine pass breakups. I would think game. there's a very good chance of that. That is the <laughs> first game with multiple pass breakups well, for two it. guys. I mean, the, you felt like the secondary played well. At least they, the corners played the corner, well. They did. They did. It was, it was the strangest your, damn thing here's ever. Your, here's your pass breakups. Caleb Kelly, uh, Robert Barnes. Uh, Delarian Turner yelled, Trey Brown, Trey Norwood, and Parnell Motley had one. The Barnes was batted at the line of scrimmage, and Turner yelled, drop that pick as we were walking down. Oh, I didn't oh, see that. Yeah. It was, it was it so was bad. It was tailor-made. It he was just, so bad. Just, just catch the thing. Oh, they've had so many of those this year, it seems uh. like. where the, It hit him in almost in the bread basket. Oh, no. <laughs> and I thought Norwood had one earlier in the game, too, on the, well, he, on yes, the far. He, yes. he didn't fight for he it. Didn't fight yeah, for he, it. I just, he's he, not strong like, enough to get it, that. He, he was in position to catch it, and he bobbled it. And then the other and guy took it. as he bobbled it, the receiver yeah. took it. I don't yeah, know if so that was Jennings. Or I'm, I'm getting reports from my buddies uh, text messaging me during the game that said that after the 
after Turner Yell drops it, you know, West Virginia goes in to score or whatever, and they show the sideline, and I guess he was being consoled by Cooks, and he's, like, crying on the sideline. Turner Yell was? Yeah, because he dropped it kind of soft, but... Uh, well, he'll learn from that. I mean, he's, he's a, a freshman. freshman. He's getting a lot of experience he's, right yeah, now. Yeah, he's been hurt all year. And I know. He's he, coming back. He played his fifth game, so he's officially done. After, after not playing last week, I was wondering. Pretty impressive after which, what? Missing the first six. Three, he, six he games? He missed the first six games. Jesus. He's played five of the last six, so he's officially out of the redshirt talk. I, I felt kind of really bad been standing. freshman for a long time. Standing there as the game was ending because – uh, Tim Kish, Tim Kish's family came up and gave him a huge they hug. They did. Carrie Cook's uh, wife was there, and she gave him a huge hug. Diaco. Oh, I, I think they were probably being a little naive if they – I don't know if they sit, li- listen to, like you to think the podcast that and like, stuff. You, okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think on, that on, they on. definitely know that we've been shitting on them over well, no, but <laughs> the last month. Do you think it's more like they think that they're saving their jobs by winning the Big 12 know. or – No, I think it's more of a – Just that we're proud of you. You've been getting a lot of – Shit We're proud of you. This is this is kind of the we last. We love you. This yeah, is the this last is, stand. This is your last stand yeah. type of thing. I I I would probably we'd be a little naive to think that they're coaching for their job. I there would be a lot of really unhappy people Heck, if that was the case. Eddie, you can talk about it. You said Lincoln Riley was interacting with who? Uh oh, Shane Beamer. I mean, on the sidelines, yeah. they they interact a lot with each other. I got some good video. I'll put up on the board. By the way, a little strange seeing Dorsey down on the sideline. Pre-game. I never saw him. I saw that we tweeted that out, but I yeah. never saw him before. He the game. was over in I can't even remember what I, I would imagine. It's the north. Was he wearing the Browns uh, sweatshirt? No, he wasn't. He was wearing that's uh, probably why I didn't big old khakis him. and like white dad tennis shoes. Oh probably yeah, the I bet. Air, what are those air? I bet they're New Balance. Um, but it was definitely Come him. with the white white dad he starter a, pack. He had a couple of young kid, like young guys, like young executives, like they're trying to get in the biz, probably oh, yeah. like interns, like following his every move and stuff. But like right as OU went into the locker room, he came off the field and probably I don't know if he left or he probably went up into a suite or something like that. But yeah, John Dorsey sitting there, just looking things over. And he wasn't talking to Lincoln. I don't think he can talk to Lincoln right. I don't. I think yeah, it's an NFL so. tampering yeah. issue if he did. But there were five should we NFL start, scouts. We start that something that said that he was. So I think what we tweeted go, out, like, interview him. I think what we tweeted out was a, was enough. Probably okay. to did, get it going. Did that blow up on social? It didn't get like uh, it didn't get like Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport retweets. I don't think, but it blew up pretty good. A lot of a lot. There were a lot of funny replies, which made it worth my time. <laughs> I didn't really Stay care about. Like, I didn't want to get like two thousand retweets because that does us nothing. I mean. Just gets a bunch of follows from people that we don't care that don't care about us or we don't care that they're following us. But it was interesting seeing him there after seeing him on Hard Knocks, knowing that he's Baker Mayfield's GM. So anyway, guys, uh, you know, moving on to Arlington next week, maybe a little mini preview here. Uh, but Sam Ellinger, I mean, he seems to be healthy. Played most of the game. He twenty four seventeen. Yeah, he, he had a today. rough day with a Wasn't couple a uh, they, couple picks. They they got out early, kind of let. Their foot off the gas. KU came back. Seven nothing at halftime. Then twenty one nothing in the fourth. Ends up twenty four seven uh seventeen. I don't know. God, I mean they've surely they can keep Texas to underneath forty points. Surely. Mm. They didn't the first time. Of course, they couldn't keep Kansas under 40 points. <laughs> the the mm. last four opponents have scored at least I don't, forty. I'm doing this to myself. I don't want to. 
I'm the one that came on but the again, podcast and said, just stop just, expecting anything. It's, exactly. Because you're it's making your life effort. miserable. If you love the effort tonight and they bring it in Arlington, the Sooners will win. Okay, so tomorrow's another day. Pretty pathetic when the effort's something that's like, oh, they, yeah, they, they did played it. hard tonight. They played hard. <laughs> they played great. They played hard. <laughs> Had a couple picks for touchdowns. Or a couple of fumble returns for touchdowns. That's what your parents used to be excited about during yes. Little League. <laughs> yes, oh, you played is. hard tonight, Johnny. <laughs> We we stayed in a hotel last night with little league hockey players everywhere. It was it was Dreadful. not fun. They were shooting the puck outside my door. Like I was already up, so I didn't really. Yeah, you know. I, I heard that they that there was some uh, kids warming up in the hallways this morning. We'll save that story for the unofficial forty. But I will say I cross checked a kid into the pool last night. <laughs> that would be then right up your alley, little hockey player. Okay. All right, we had to get one in. Uh, we are going to be uh, headed to Arlington. Our uh, final, well, regular season. I guess it's postseason. But here's the thing: a lot of games coming up tomorrow. I don't. I don't expect Notre Dame to lose to no, USC. No, 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 no. You think the Buckeyes can take Michigan? Probably yes, not. But I think I, they I, can. I think they That's can. The best I don't think that they will. I think they can, though. The thing is, those Ohio State people are lathered up if they win that game. They about, think they should pass jumping. OU. Yeah. yeah. I just I, I I think they're too far back right now. I really do. Washington State lost tonight. Yeah, that was I guess good. I I don't think Washington State was ever that much of a threat to pass OU though. They lost to a bad USC team. They lost to a bad USC team, and the Pac-12 is just I they don't, don't have know. any quality. Their resumes. I look good. at the Pac-12 the way the rest of the country looks at the Big Twelve. Of course, Ohio State doesn't have a great resume either. No, you look at all the statistics. You look at all the analytics and all that kind of stuff. OU's better in every. Every category except for obviously the defense and Ohio State's defense is awful. It'll be interesting oh, to see. Put, oh, you put up fifty on Ohio State. The what the committee does to to Army this week. Yep. What they do to Iowa State. What they do to West Virginia. What they do to Texas. All of that. Will really Texas is be in the you? top ten? Will Army sneak in? Yeah. yeah. How, I mean, how far does West Virginia fall? Losing thirteenth and now losing two in a row. Eighteen. By the way, uh, you talk about the defense, and you can kind of take some good out of it, even though it was a shit show. This is West Virginia's best season in the Big 12, and it ends so horribly. They lose their last two games. But I think we're going to be standing here after next week and say West Virginia was the second-best team in the conference. Because I think OU's going to beat Texas. I feel pretty confident about it. I think we all, we all said that Wednesday, right? you feel right? that way if they hadn't lost earlier in the year? If who hadn't lost? Oh, you. Like the like, like like I'd somehow feel some kind of worry, like the, the yeah. revenge factor. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. Or do you just think OU is a better? No, I think team? I think OU all the problems they've had with motivation. Mm -hmm. This is one where they won't. Oh, well, I, I would hope not. They're this. playing for the Big Twelve championship, and if Plus something, an if something were to prepare. happen tomorrow, they you're can, playing for a spot in the playoffs. Yeah, going up against Bama. Possibly. Possibly. Although, although... And a return trip to Jerry World. Let's say Michigan loses. Okay. That puts a lot of pressure on OU, too, though. Sure. Sure. For a young team, a sure. young defense. You want that. Isn't that what They're, they've been playing for, the, though? It's the only oh, way... Yeah. yeah, it's the only way you can get there. I'm just saying, it adds, a, it adds an interesting element. No, I, if, if, you, if they know they're I playing for be, a spot in the playoff. Yeah, I think it'd be great. <sighs> All right. Well, I know it was a shortened podcast, but we really have to get mm -hmm. out of here and catch a flight. Um, 
So glad we could bring it to you. Four twelve in the morning, folks. Four twelve in the morning. Our flight leaves in two hours, two, like less than two hours, or something. Yeah. We got to hit the road. So we got to get a rental car turned back in. Uh, I damn sure ain't gonna be here past seven a.m. I might get this uploaded in Chicago. I might get it uploaded before we leave. We'll figure it all out. So how fast we get through that security line? Uh, so guys, I really appreciate it. Yep. Uh, it's been fun. Gotta go. Gotta We're go. Almost home, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next edition. This will be next week. We'll have a post game show after the uh, the Big Twelve Championship games, with the Sooners will play the Texas Longhorns. They'll meet once again for all the marbles in Arlington, Texas. Until then, thanks for listening to the Eskridge Lexus Post Game Podcast.